and welcome to another episode of Copy That. My name is Dan Portnoy. Thanks for being here. This podcast is about creativity and um, how we come up with ideas for for things. Um, Specifically today, though, we're going to be talking about uh, an idea I had. Um, Several years ago, I was working at the Union Rescue Mission, and I went to the Robert McKee story class, and he kind of broke my brain. And um, through uh, three years of, of sweating it out with Union Rescue Mission and raising money, um, we raised 300% over the year before, three years in a row. Um, and so I took that framework that we used, or that I used, um, while I was uh, helping them and uh, consulting with them, and I made it into a book, and it's called The Nonprofit Narrative. And since that time, I've raised, I don't know, about $250 million um, with uh, nonprofits. And so that framework has been very helpful to a lot of different people. It's used in schools, um, in nonprofit classes, on how to do nonprofit marketing. And um, so the next couple of episodes, um, we started with Brad two weeks ago. And this week, we continue with Naima, who's a marketing director at the East or I think she's actually classified as a development director, and I apologize. But um, she is the she works for East Los Angeles Community Corporation, or ELAC, and uh, we did some great work together. And I'm uh, super thrilled, not just of of uh, the time while I was there, but actually since. Um, I mean, this is a butt-kicking organization. I just have to like get that out of the way. They are doing some crazy stuff, and they and they really look at some long-haul uh, pictures. They they actually been fighting um, uh, con- like a, a lot of things, but one of the big things that they uh, went through or finished while I was there was um, they were helping street vendors um, and the legalization of street vendors and. Um, I was so excited for them. They were like, yeah, this is, you know, this happened. It's so great. And I was like, that's amazing. I mean, so you've been working on this for like six months and they were like 10 years, Dan. And I was like, oh, wow. So uh, further perspective, uh, (laughs) which was a good thing. Uh, But today we talk with Naima. She's going to give us uh, the lowdown on just how that framework from the nonprofit narrative helped her and uh, what I guess would be called a a mid-sized small nonprofit. Um, It's over, I think it was over a million dollars and um annually in what they were doing but they um it's just pretty interesting i just think they're super interesting and naima take us so take it away tell us what you're all about uh, my name is naima mackie mccallis i am a director at east la community corporation um operating in the sun development and communications department and i am also a coach for women and i help and inspire women to ignite the story inside them. Love it. Love it. So, Naima, we, I was very fortunate to work with you on a, a longer basis. We worked together for several months um, going yes. through um, a lot of things. I, I will say that the thing that, that I loved so much about working with you was that when we talked about like putting together an editorial calendar and how you took mm-hmm. what what after you got done with it what I felt was like kind of a chintzy document that I sent your way because you just you just made it so incredible and you just added so much to it I just I've never seen a, a Excel work like that before it was uh, <laughs> unbelievable um, so specific in so many different categories, and so many, it was it was like a work of art. It was impressive. Wow, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, well, you were certainly the inspiration uh, for <laughs> what we decided. I mean, honestly, 
what you presented was it got our brains turning to say, okay, this is how we can think about how we communicate. And then adding on like the other layers of, um, you know, how often and like, what is the theme? What is the sub theme? And how do we integrate all these different components of what we do within this organization and build around one solid theme so we have a consistent message? And ultimately, you know, what we, the result of what we created from your editorial calendar was exactly that, where we were able to look at each and every day and decide what we were talking about each week. You know, what day of the week was it going to be about, um, you know, our call to action for raising funds? What was our theme going to be based on the kind of like our framework um, where we where you created this language for us where it was very clear as to who we are. And it was like 12 or 13 different statements defining who we are. Oh, so right, from that, right. yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so from that information, we pulled out um, certain ones that worked with our broader themes because you also created language for us on our pillars. So we had four themes that were based on our pillars. And so we divided that up into quarters. And then from there, we had a sub-theme based on the messaging that you provided that was um, uh, delegated to one per month. That's so good. Yeah. So you had the mm-hmm. underpinnings. That's that's good. Yeah, the language the language there is, is kind of like I would do for like a, a even a character in a play or something or a character in a story. You'd have some background mm-hmm. on that, that character. So that was kind of the... The, right. the thought process with that. Um, so how did right. you first find out about the nonprofit narrative? Wow. Well, you know what? I had first found out about you through your book. Uh-huh. And when it came time for our organization to make that decision of us revamping our website and our messaging and just knowing that we were at a place and a pivot in our organization to decide that, okay, you know, we are, our, our roots are the same, but we're growing and mm-hmm. our growth needs to be reflected in how we talk about our organization. And so I remembered your book and I was like, hmm, let me check into this and just see, you know, just mm-hmm. see. Yeah. <laughs> if he's available and you know from there i reached out and you know it's history yeah but i mean how did you even hear about the book like to to start Mm, okay so for me i have always worked in the nonprofit world and so i found your book to be highly effective because i'm certainly um uh I would say, you know, person sensitive to language. Like, I love language. I think language is so important for professional and also personal um, development and how we use our language. And so when I came across your book, it was everything that I was looking for in how to tell a story. Because storytelling is imperative in the work that we do. Because if we can't tell the story of the individual properly, our audience isn't going to be able to connect with us. Yeah, definitely. Now, it's been about a year or so. Have you been able mm-hmm. to see the, the difference um, or any kind of trajectory change or really any, any big positives? Absolutely. Um, I think that from our relationship and working together and really utilizing those things, principles that you gave us with storytelling, storytelling has been an embedded thread across the organization internally, to where even organizationally and across our departments, we have objectives 
that are centered around storytelling where we did not have that before. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. and you guys have such an interesting take with Quetzal's role there. Um, how has that uh, impacted or, or adjusted? Because I know there was like some time of just kind of thinking about how does our history factor into our storytelling and, and how is a culture impacting our storytelling? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, as you said in your book, that storytelling takes courage. <laughs> or you, I believe you said it's two parts courage and then one part artistry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that our organization, we're, we're coming to understand and realize more that, you know, we can share our truth, but it also is a technique to doing it as well. And so in reference to like the cultural aspect, it's uplifting our culture, but it's also having a strategic way of sharing it. We've pivoted in that direction, not pivoted, but we've, we've I would say, uh, enhanced what we're doing and how we want to share out our culture, where even in our language, we have moved culture and vitality as really being a thread throughout our, all of our pillars, where it's oh, not just so a separate department, but it's embedded in what we do as an organization. Oh, that's so good. Have you seen the results financially with giving? or? I would say yes. Um well, as you know, we are in the heart of planning for capable heights, and we are a lot closer to our goal than we were last year. Great. I mean, so what? Do you have any and, idea in terms of percentage bump? Is it like a a ten percent increase or a twenty percent increase? Any kind of idea that way? Let me quickly do the math right now, and I can sure. tell you. So, I believe last year at this time. We were at uh, 110,000 raised, and we're already at 160. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's huge. Yes. And then another thing that has evolved from our our work with you is we've been looking at um, how do we share out our learning to our audience? Because as an influencer in this industry, you know, we are changing the way what affordable housing looks like and also the model in which to do it, to include community engagement, to include culture and vitality, um, to include all the affordable housing. So with that, when you talk to know how are we embedding culture, well, what we're doing is providing co-assistance that looks like coaching to other organizations so they can learn from our model. And oh, wow. also we can provide different aspects of how we get to the ways in which we share out, you know, our culture yeah, and taking that to other organizations, like the process that we go through. Right. Well, especially because you have so many, you're so unique in that with your volunteer department and the way everybody's on the ground and they're moving and um, that's just very unique. So, I mean, we've evolved in, in several different areas. <laughs> So we took what we learned from you and and just ran with it. I love it. That's so great to hear and so encouraging. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Naima, thank you so much for um, taking some time and, and talking with me about this. It has been my absolute pleasure. And that's our episode this week. I want to thank Naima for being on the show and 
giving me the whole lowdown and her take. Um, I just want to also remind you, if you haven't yet, if you know a nonprofit um, that is in need of help and they're needing um, a, a framework, I have a whole bunch of resources at Portnoy Media group.com um, under the resources tab they can download a whole bonus section with these with transcripts of these interviews as well as kind of a workbook um, that goes through the the whole book if you go through this uh, workbook you're going to have a great framework to be able to build a great a better story and um, if if you could help me spread the word on that that'd be great um, it's free resources all you have to do is give me your email address and i'll send you the the piece right away it's pretty great um, super duper simple so um, thank you uh, for doing so. Well, that's it for us this week. Next week, Ken Mueller. He's a, a great guy I met uh, as a result of this book. But again, one of the fun things about this is that all of these people, except for uh, on my last interview, I didn't know any of these people before I wrote the book. And now um, I, I would I would consider them all friends. So that's super fun. So Ken Mueller is going to talk to us next week. He runs a um, he does development for an organization in Pennsylvania. He's going to get into all the nitty gritty on it. Um, again, uh, big thanks for listening, and uh, we'll check you next week. On behalf of the cast of thousands, my name is Dan Portnoy. Have a great one. Be safe. <laughs>